Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we're going to take a look at Fusion number 118, ACH versus Jacob Fatu for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. The show opens with breaking news, thereby rendering my news segment obsolete. It seems this past week that ACH was attacked outside of his home gym. Um, no one knows exactly who did it, uh, though there is some speculation that Team Filthy was involved in some way, shape, or, for, uh, some way, shape or form. Uh, Mr. St. Laurent uh, notes that you know, he thinks that Tom Lawler, being the Opera Cup winner, should be the heavyweight champion contender, uh, which, you know, further adds some fuel to the fire that, well, you know, ACH was attacked by members of Team Filthy. Um, but again, there's no confirmation of this, but no matter, never mind that, the doctors have cleared ACH and he's going to compete tonight because he is a winner or a competitor or something like, something of the like. We're off to a good start tonight. Anyway, meanwhile, Rich Bocini and Mr. St. Laurent run down the card for tonight. Looks like it's going to be a solid show, at least on this piece of paper I'm holding in my hand. Our opening match will be Zen Shi versus Sean Devari of, well, now Contra, making his debut tonight. A grudge match between Jordan Oliver and Simon Gotch, also of Contra. And the main event for the MLW Heavyweight Championship, ACH versus Jacob Fatu, well, also of Contra. A uh, very contra-heavy ma- card tonight. Uh, but, you know, without any further ado, let's take a look at our opening contest. The World Warrior Zen Shi versus d- uh, the debuting Davari. Davari D- makes his way to the ring, and I must say that that man is shredded. I mean, he's always been a muscular guy, but man, he's putting his little brother to shame. Just ripped. Absolutely ripped. Uh, once the bell rings, Davari being ripped and all, takes advantage of the match. I mean, for the most part, most of the match, anyway. anyway I was going to just say early on, but f- really, Frank, is most of the match he was in control. Uh, but at least the early part, we're looking at headlocks and clotheslines. Uh, he does eventually move to working over the left arm with some hammer hammerlock slams, um, various arm locks, and the big move for the match anyway, is a hammerlock slam on the ring apron, which I have not actually seen before, so that was kind of neat. Uh, you know, anytime I get to see a move that I haven't quite seen before, uh, you know, makes me a wee bit happy. And, you know, I've been watching wrestling for quite a long time, and for just a fairly low-key maneuver, such as a body slam, uh, to kind of, you know, catch my interest you know, it doesn't happen terribly often. I mean, anymore, like, for something new to happen, you have to do, like, eight backflips and do a springboard and somehow develop, uh, deliver eight pile drivers into one pile driver, again, with your blindfold on and your head twisted around backwards. Uh, but anyway, I'm going, going off on a tangent, as I want to do repeatedly as, you know, most listeners of the show know by now. Uh, Zenshi does attempt to make a comeback uh, with several turnbuckle head slams and then a nifty slingshot neckbreaker. Um, unfortunately, this will be all for naught because he tries to go for a, well, first rope, bottom rope, 
450 splash, which Davari gets his knees up. And this, this is the swan song. Knees up, fallen prey. Davari picks up Zenshi and hits the hammerlock clothesline for the 1-2-3. A successful debut for Mr. Davari. Uh, so this wasn't quite a squash match. Uh, Zenshi did get a couple of hope spots in there. But obviously the story here tonight was that Davari is awesome. A great, great pick for the country unit uh, on a team full of great picks, in theory? Question mark? Guess can't complain because they have the world champion and a seven-foot guy and now, you know, Sean Davari. This segues into a Myron Reed promo. Uh, him and Jordan Oliver were the recipients of a country unit beatdown, featuring the debut, on screen anyway, of Mr. Davari. Uh, he notes that he is sorry if Contra thinks they could just come in and terrorize Injustice, because that ain't happening. They'll get their revenge, and that will be Justice. We move on to the home, I guess? At least some some place that has a picture of Savio Vega hanging up on the wall, right next to, well, gosh darn it, it happens to be Savio Vega. Uh, ultimately, he challenges Richard Holiday to a strap match to see who the real Caribbean champion is. Uh, for for pretty near a year now, for those of you who haven't been watching, Richard Holiday has been carrying around uh, the IWA Puerto Rico Caribbean championship um, and kind of claimed it as his own. Um, despite the fact that he's, you know, actually stole it from Savio Vega. Um, so it looks like this is going to be potentially coming to a head with the strap match, assuming that, you know, Holiday accepts it. But before we get that answer, we get a big, big grudge match that we were supposed to have at Kings of Coliseum, but didn't happen because reasons reasons we never did figure out where uh, Simon Gotch was that prevented the match from occurring because after the match was called off he showed up in a post-match beatdown of Myron Reed uh, after he lost the middleweight championship to uh, Leo Rush but anyway so here is our grudge match of the night Jordan Oliver of Injustice taking on Simon Gotch of the country unit uh, jo Jordan gets the jobber entrance uh, no music we came back from a kind of a commercial break just to find Oliver in the ring uh, the match starts out heavy and hot with a trading of strikes but Gotch kind of gets the upper hand with a Saito suplex but by upper hand I mean we're just going to trade suplexes now Oliver hits a German suplex of his own to kind of bobble things back and forth. Oliver goes for several uh, suplexes that force Gotch outside of the ring. Oliver misses a baseball slide, allowing uh, Gotch to uh, take over, drop him on the, on the uh, floor, and hit a big elbow drop from off the apron. Uh, Gotch really kind of takes over at this point. Uh, numerous strikes. Uh, he's really trying to uh, get the submission with various arm breakers, uh, but they note that Oliver is lankier than you think and gets the ropes for the most part each time. Um, then, again, gotch really several arm breaker variations, uh, most of them mildly nifty. Uh, Oliver makes a quick comeback, though, with a shining wizard and a big boot for two. Uh, he goes for a springboard and gets caught in a variation of a rear naked choke by Gotch, and that is it. Uh, Oliver 
passes out, ref calls the fight, uh, matches over. Uh, afterwards, Gotch continues to uh, beat the poor, poor unconscious man, uh, hitting a pile driver, several elbow drops, um, etc. And uh, this had me worried, uh, had me thinking, uh, like Brian Pillman last week, uh, you know, we had a jobber entrance for an established member of the roster. And I was kind of wondering slash worried uh, that if, that we'd had seen the last of Oliver uh, in the promotion. Uh, but we shall see where this goes. Um, as far as I know, he's not appearing on television tonight uh, for a different company. As far as I know, there's he definitely wasn't on AEW because I did catch that. He could have been on NXT for a while. I, know, I don't know, but he wasn't part of any of the uh, signings that they announced today. Uh, but that's for a whole nother podcast, you know, a podcast that isn't just about Major League Wrestling. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens to Mr. Oliver. I know I've not been very kind to him in the past uh, on this podcast, but, you know... He's one of the boys, and really, like, if it involves money and whatnot, you do you, man. Go get you some monies. So, we are moving on. Last week, we got to see Tom Lawler be an unfair referee. A very biased referee, if you will. More biased than a normal referee, because, let's face it, all referees are biased. Uh, He was the referee for the uh, main event last week, featuring Lois Parks taking on the Von Erich boys, for the MLW Tag Team Championship. Uh, yeah, fast counts, whatever. Uh, we go. We transition this to Team Filthy with Alicia Toot. Uh, Tom has been looking for the perfect location to declare Filthy Island. So evidently he's still scouting for it, even though we're going to have Filthy Island like in one month. Like February 23rd is supposed to take place. On Filthy Island, uh, Alicia asks about the possible attack on ACH and the moment of the night. Uh, Lawler continuously refers to ACH as Ash because you know he's not going to call him ACH because it's all one word, which means it should be pronounced Ash. Uh, I thought that was mildly humorous, but yeah, regardless of the pronunciation. Team Filthy really doesn't care about ACH. Uh, and they gotta go scout Filthy Island. They got their own things to take care of. ACH is not one of them. At least according to Lawler. Uh, we move on from here. It is noted that Promotion Estorada has been acquired by Aztec Underground... Excuse me, Azteca Underground Limited... Uh, we go back to Alicia Toot, who is supposed to be interviewing Selena De La Renta. Uh, this comes after several attempts by Alicia to interview the former head of Promotione Storata. Uh, Selena does make an appearance and absolutely refuses to reveal anything about Azteca Underground and just asks her own question, which happens to be, what is next for Mil Muertes? I don't know. Probably more competition. But, and then just ends it. Selena's out. Uh, Alicia vows to get to the bottom of this situation. Up next, we get a recap of 
the Kings of Coliseum match between Mads Kruger of Concha versus Alexander Hammerstone. A uh, match ended with a double countout uh, with the two big boys just beating the snot out of each other outside of the ring. We go to a Mads Kruger promo, and he will be the demise of Hammerstone. And in two weeks, he will end Hammerstone because he is the Black Hand. It is further announced that that the two will take each other on, because I'm going to phrase that horribly, horribly. Uh, Hammer will defend the title of the Openweight Championship against Mads Kruger and a Baki brawl, whatever that is. It's evidently some sort of like bare-knuckle fight, which is going to be weird for a guy that's the Black Hand. But, you know... Never mind that. Let's get ourselves a pause for the cause. Here's a word from our big sponsor. And we are back with Alicia Toot once again. Uh, She has some breaking news that ACH has possibly identified Dominique Guarini as one of the voices he heard during his attack. Um, he is going to be in his match tonight anyway, and dedicates it to his family and friends in Houston, Texas, back home. We cut to Martha's Vineyard, where we see a Richard Holiday. He notes that despite the warnings from his father, slash lawyer, that he has went ahead and signed the contract to take on Savio Vega in a Caribbean strap match for the Caribbean Championship, noting that he is not one, not two, not three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. But it happens to be 12, 12 steps ahead of Savio Vega. Um, and he just can't wait to just whip that man like a dog inside the ring, outside the ring, whatever. He's going to whip it all, baby. Next, we have the roll call of champions uh, letting some, you know, big fight feels to the MLW, excuse me, Major League Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, uh, noting the belt has been held by Satoshi Kojima, Mike Awesome, Steve Carino, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, Tom Lawler, Low-Key, I've mixed those two up, it should have been Low-Key, then Tom Lawler if I'm going in order, and then finally Jacob Fatu, the current champion, who's held the belt for nearly two years. So this will take us to our main event of ACH taking on Jacob Fatu for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, ACH comes out, it turns out his uh, ribs are taped, uh, wearing the DDP finest right there. Uh, Fatu comes out with Sean Devari, uh, conspicuous by his absence, happens to be Joseph Samael. And this is noted in commentary that Samael has not been seen, and that Devari's the one out in his place. Um, anyway, match starts off, I would call that hot and heavy too, but really it was just Jacob Fatu just bulldozing ACH, just crashes him into the corner and just starts beating the snot out of him, quite frankly, uh, working over, uh, the ribs and just playing the power game. Uh, ACH does make an attempt to come back, drop kicking Fatu outside the ring. Uh, Fatu catches him on a dive, though, and runs him into the ring post back first. Back inside the ring, Fatu works over the midsection once again with various uh, butt drops and some Samoan drops for good measure. Uh, ACH again tries to make a comeback and goes uh, going for some sort of 
body slam for some odd reason, I'm not sure why, and gets squashed in the process, uh, falls over backwards and allows Fatu to, you know, fall on top of him. Uh, ACH does dodge a corner maneuver. I'm not sure what he's going for because it's one of those things where, like, you get charged, guy moves out of the way, and it looks like you missed a Bronco Buster between the top and middle rope. And I've never understood that spot because, like, what were you going for? Like, I doubt you were going for, you know, to split your legs around your opponent that high up. So I, it's just one of those spots that kind of irks me and takes me out of the moment. But, you know... I'm not the one doing it, so what am I going to do? What am I going to say about it? Well, I'll let you know that I say lots of random things because I am a 35-year-old man sitting behind a computer, tip-tapping her away, occasionally talking into a microphone, all the while staying in my mother's basement. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, at this point, we also note, I want to note that the uh, club, arena, whatever it is, is getting really smoky and it's actually kind of hard to see the action um and it's just i mean not that there's like so much going on that you know to have no clue what's truly going on but oh it's like silhouettes like it's that bad um but i did get to see enough of what's going on to see a slingshot cutter by ach and a pop-up hurricanrana as part of his big hope spot um once again though ach tries to pick up the big man and fails to do so getting squashed in the process once again uh one big pop-up samoa drop and a double jump moonsault and our champion retains uh jacob fatu is still the mlw heavyweight championship and I want to make another point of ranting, at least however briefly, is that, you know, the story of this match, you know, is the kind of the plucky underdog thing, you know, fighting back against a much larger opponent. Two things kind of take me out of this story. And both of them, you know, don't necessarily make the overall match look bad, but it makes ACH look bad. One, like... Fatu is a big dude. He's over 100 pounds bigger than ACH. And they note in the commentary that uh, ACH can... Uh, be- I think they said he benched 500 pounds. So in theory, like it's you know he should be able to pick up the Fatu without much problem. Uh, but he's got, the, he's got his ribs taped up. He has some sort of rid of injury from his prior attack. But, like, the thing is, though, like, why would you even think about picking up the big man like again that's the size difference like the odds of you succeeding in picking him up while he's anywhere near conscious is slim to nil anyway and depending on what you're doing the odds are he's going to fall on top of you much like the body slam spot uh you know and that's going to hurt your ribs even more to have that big man fall on top of you um so like there uh, you know he did that repeatedly and and by repeatedly i mean it's twice but like the last time it directly played into the finish like he fall down gets squished and then for his efforts he gets to the pop-up samoan drop and then squished under the double jump moonsault i get just not a good look for ach and i want to say he did something similar with the Tom Lawler match, maybe was it him? I don't know. I don't. I don't rewatch a lot of this, and I definitely don't listen to myself talk because 
oh, I talk too much as it is. And let's face it, like, even I don't want to listen to this podcast, but, you know, here I am recording it anyway. But, man, it's just a bad look for ACH, who, you know, was this makeshift number one contender, despite, you know, losing to Tom Lawler in the Opera Cup. So, he, you know, he doesn't have the sterling re- record to begin with, and then somehow gets a title shot. But, yeah, I mean, you, you reap what you sow, and this time you reaped a squishing because you sowed some bad ribs, son. Uh, afterwards, we get a quick promo from the two members of the country unit. Uh, Fatu notes the body counts are going to keep rising. Uh, Davari gets the mic, starts shouting things, and then the Sendai Death Squad attacks. Uh, with their flags and which, which for those of you not aware the Sendai Death Squad is the masked goons of the country unit uh, so the Death Squad using flags as a weapon taking down the world champ and the new recruit Davari uh, it is revealed that Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed in justice themselves were posing as the Death Squad to at least infiltrate this match and get a modicum of revenge against the country unit uh, so what this goes for, you know, my worry that Jordan Oliver was leaving the company. Uh, I guess that worry was for not. Um, but we are kind of, you know, taking this feud into high gear between Injustice and the country unit, um, which is going to be kind of interesting because now we're there. We get in like a multi-front feud uh, with Contra in the middle, uh, the Light Dynasty feud with Hammerstone, and then now. Uh, the ramped up country unit beatings as well. Uh, so we will see how this goes and how Contra intends to uh, fight back and handle this slight. Um, so that wraps up our show for the week. Um, my really, you know, the only real complaint I could have about this is that they were these ma- all these matches were very kind of one-sided almost squash matchy types we'll call them extended squashes uh, per se because um you know the debut of davari you know, i definitely get that i mean you want your man to look good uh when he de- debuts um but the world title match and the grudge match were very lopsided affairs um and just i don't know fell flat to me but you know, I thought that they were bad matches by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it does kind of harken, uh, almost harken back uh, to, um, you know, WWF superstars and uh, WCW Saturday Night almost uh, with, you know, a bit more, you know, not full like main event matches, but kind of the mid-range matches. So um, that's, you know. We're bound to have those two again. They're they're all good enough, uh, despite my nitpicking, uh, especially with the ACH thing. That just kind of that kind of irked me, comparatively speaking. But we are getting storyline progression, which is always, always, always a good thing. And the whole, ah, you know, gave me a quick pop as well. So that will do us for this week. Uh, of course, you know, stay tuned, listen to the plugs, listen to me beg for, you know, money. Um, and always thank you all for listening. I will see you all next week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like subscribe and tell your friends, family, and enemies. 
word of mouth is very important to us small podcasts. If you'd like to support monetarily, you can do so in the following ways. First is my online tip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. The second, if you like a bit more bang for your buck, is my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Again, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Backers get the podcast early and ad-free, plus other exclusive goodies. Tiers start at just $1, so be like Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and CJ Boykin and join the follow train. Toot toot! Of course, all my social media links can be found in one convenient location at my link tree in the description below, although my Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass. That is T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S. Thank you all for making it through this, and I'll see you next week.